The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Porik, uh, good uh, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Now, uh, colour in the garden uh, all the year round, and you have a pretty good wheeze. Uh, in November, plant uh, winter and spring flowering bulbs, and then round now, plant w- plant wildflowers. Yeah, well, the weather conditions at the moment, Pat, are absolutely perfect. I mean, if you look at your own garden, you'll see lots of weed seedlings after the wet weather we've had for the last number of weeks. They're popping up everywhere. So we've got the perfect temperatures. We've got the perfect moisture conditions for the germination of seed. And in particular, wildflower seeds, if you look around the hedgerows, they're producing their seed at this time of year. So nature is telling us that this is the perfect time of year to sow wildflower seeds. So if you've got a, an area of the garden, maybe a, a part, patch of, of the vegetable garden or a, a rough area in the garden that you'd like to give back to nature, this is the time of year to sow wildflower seed in your garden because you have the perfect temperatures and the perfect moisture. All you need to do, Pat, is get rid of any existing vegetation that's there, cultivate the soil lightly, put down a little bit of garden lime because that helps in the in the growth of wildflower seed and simply pop into your local garden centre. They've got a range of, of different blends of wildflower seeds. So if you want to recreate create a, a wild meadow garden, for example, or you want to put in specific varieties to attract bumblebees or honeybees into the garden or butterflies, there's a wide selection of different varieties of wildflower seed available to sow at this time of year and they'll germinate within a couple of weeks you'll have really strong plants as we come into the autumn and they'll come into flower next summer and then my tip is to plant spring flowering bulbs as we come into October and November. So things like the lovely yellow aranthus or snowdrops or dwarf daffodils, if we plant those in the autumn, you'll have colour from December right through until September of next year. So it's a great way and it's a perfect time to give back to nature. All year round uh, colour. All year round colour. Now, we're going to get lots of questions, I fear, on lawns because people say, I've got bare patches on my lawn and yet it's rained cats and dogs over the last few days. Do I need to do anything at all? Yeah, well, again, if, you, if you've if you got bare patches, then the reseeding, the per, again, perfect conditions, like I said, not just for the wildflowers, but lawn grass will germinate very, very rapidly at this time of year. So if you need to put in a new lawn or you need to repair your lawn, again, the weather conditions are absolutely superb at the moment. The other tip is to actually feed your lawn. Again, when we get this wet weather, if you feed with a proprietary lawn fertiliser, you get a lovely greening effect without forcing growth. So if you want to keep the colour in your lawn, rich and green my advice is to feed it at this time of year but particularly for bare patches or particularly for new lawns get some green velvet lawn seed and shake it into the area within two weeks it'll germinate and you'll have a fabulous repaired area within a couple of weeks Now Rob in Trilly has been on a copper birch developed a pinkish fungus growing up the bark is the tree doomed? Well, that's that's a fungus disease called coral spot. So it's got this, it's well named because it's like coral or pinky or orange spots on the bark of the tree. It's a sign that the branches are beginning to die back. Now, it could be due to other conditions. It could be due to a root disorder or some other thing that's affecting the copper beech tree. So examine the tree carefully, find out why it's dying. It could be, um, as I say, it could be in a very wet area. It could be a pest attack. But those 
those coral spots, they, they live on dying or decaying matter. It's a matter of pruning those branches out. And you could use a fungal treatment like fungus clear, which is a liquid you can apply to the affected areas and that will control the fungus spread. Brendan in Cork says, uh, can I ask Boric what I should do to help my lupins bloom longer? They only flower for about six weeks and then they turn to seed. Uh, well, lupins are are well are notorious for you know this short flowering period, and when they're in bloom, they're absolutely stunning as they were this year. The key thing to to any plant is to 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 keep it flowering longer is to stop it from producing seed, and we simply do that by deadheading the old flowers. So mm-hmm. once a week, go out and remove the long flowers on lupins, cut them back as soon as you see the seed heads beginning to form. They form from the base of the flower upwards, Pat. So don't wait until the last seed head comes at the top of the flower. As soon as you see them producing seed, cut out those flowering stems. So generally once a week, go through the plants and remove the old flowering shoots, give them a liquid feed, and you'll have them flowering certainly to the end of July, early August. Now that applies to many garden plants. This is the time of year where plants are trying to produce seed. And if we stop them by simply deadheading our roses or dahlias or lupins, flocks, many of the summer flowering plants, you'll uh, continue the flowering period well into the autumn. So once a week, get out there with the secateurs and deadhead and liquid feed at the same time. I have some ladies' mantle that has been damaged in the heavy rain. Should I, should I cut it back to tidy up the plants? And if so, will they flower again this season? That's from Jean. He- Gene, yes, they will. And ladies' mantle is one of the easiest of all plants to, to grow in the garden and will respond from cutting back. It gets a bit untidy at this time of year and particularly after the heavy rain. So give it a good trimming back with a sharp secateurs. You can cut it quite severely back and it actually freshens up the plant. You rejuvenate the plant and you get some beautiful new foliage and it will reflower again in September for you. So great time to do it, Gene. Yeah. My dahlias are growing, but they have no flowers. Is there anything I can do? Well, again, dahlias need to be in a bright, sunny location, so give them as much sun as possible. And second thing is to feed them with a high potassium feed. So, again, a liquid feed, something like Blooming Magic at this time of year, applied once a week on dahlias will, uh, you know, get them to produce flowers. But remember that dahlias flower well into October and often into November. So we've got a long flowering period. They're at their best in August. So there's nothing to worry about. Liquid feed them with a high potassium feed. Again, a liquid rose feed would be ideal and you will get them into flower. Keep an eye out for the slugs as well with them. Slugs love our dahlias. Uh, Can you ask Porik about planting hydrangeas into the ground? I live in an area where there is a high lime content in the soil. Yeah, well, that's fine. I mean, our hydrangeas will grow in in alkaline or acidic soils, but the colour can vary. So on high limey soils, we tend to get the beautiful pink varieties in particular. So the the plant is perfectly happy, but you'll have pink flowers. If you plant some of the white flowering varieties like Phantom or Bobo or a lovely variety called Vanilla Freeze, they will actually hold the beautiful white flowers right through the summer, particularly Phantom. It's a really nice variety. So there's no problem growing growing hydrangeas on alkaline or high lime soils. But remember, they'll either be pink or if you plant the white varieties, they'll, they'll hold yeah. that lovely white colour. Or vanilla freeze will actually give you both. It'll give you white and pink flowers on the one plant. Catherine also has hydrangeas. I planted two years ago in my garden. Plenty of foliage, uh, but no flowers. When will the flowers well, appear? 
Yeah, well, if the, if the flower buds aren't forming at the moment, um, the, the listener probably has the mop head varieties, the old traditional varieties. If the flower buds aren't there, they're not going to bloom this year. It'll be next year. Don't prune them back. Leave them alone and just allow the, the, the buds to form uh, this autumn and they'll come into flower next year. So do nothing with them, really. Now, this is an interesting one. Can you ask, Porik, what is the actual law with regard to leaves from my neighbour's trees at the back of my house falling into my garden each year? Can I throw them back over the wall as my neighbour is a bit odd and not very approachable. I don't think it's fair that I have to buy bags to clean up my neighbour's rubbish and then I have to dispose of it. Where is the justice for me? Well, remember that leaf litter, Pat, is one of the best materials to make compost. So if I was that listener, I would be holding on to it and making my own compost in the garden, mixing it with my lawn clippings. Having said all that, the leaves, by law, belong to your neighbour. So, I mean, you can maybe talk to them nicely and they might take them back. But well, can um, you just turf them back over the wall? Well, I don't know about that, Pat. I'm not, I don't know. Can you do that? I don't think that's the, probably the best approach. But certainly from a legal perspective, the foliage belongs to the neighbour. Um, so maybe ask them to come in and, and clean them up for you. But do remember that leaf litter is terrific. It makes fantastic compost in the garden. Mm. Um, there's another neighbourly question. Uh, five or six cats on my road, they seem to think my garden is their personal toilet. I have young kids and I can't let them out to play in the garden because of it. Well, cats, I mean, you can get treatments like stay off, which is a a, a treatment that that the smell of which deters the cats coming from your area. But, you know, cats love to come into the garden and hook around and in the garden soil and so on. But to dissuade them, maybe try some of that stay off. It's a crystal. You simply sprinkle it onto the soil around the plant area or wherever they're crossing into the wall, into the into the uh, house uh, or the garden. And that will hopefully keep them away. I planted a laurel hedge last year. Most of the hedge is booming and I presume not blooming, but a few plants aren't taking at all. Can you ask Porik what is the best thing to do? Well, if, if you've got an area where, you know, a section of the hedge is not growing, obviously there's a soil problem. And in particular, if the soil is heavy and wet, if, if water collects there, particularly in the winter period, you'll have stunted growth, particularly with laurel. So laurel, laurel and beech plants in particular dislike heavy, wet soil. My advice really is to leave them until the autumn, dig those plants back out in October once they go dormant and, and redo the soil. E- either elevate the soil level by adding more soil or drain the area. But you need to imp- improve the, the soil quality because that's that's causing the problem. Laurels are dead easy to grow once the soil conditions are and, right. Uh, uh, last one briefly, my tall echium plant has fallen over, looks like it's dying off. Do I need to do anything or just leave it be? Well, you can leave it be. I mean, they they do grow quite tall and with the weather we're having, they're tending to fall over a little bit because of, of the wind and the rain. You could stake it because, uh, you know, that's, you know, if you stake it, put a good stout stake to it, that will keep it upright as well. But it'll be perfectly fine. Porik Orkin, thank you very much for joining us. And that brings us to the end of the programme with a reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the Newstalk app powered by Go Loud. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.